Hi, we are the Fantasy Football Fanatics. My name is Duncan and this week I'm joined by Matt in London, Ben in LA and Andy in Oakland. Welcome guys. Uh, It's kind of three quarters of the way through game week nine. We're kind of recording as Liverpool are about to kick off. Um, So Ben, do you want to kick us off with your football moment of game week nine so far? Yeah, my my football moment of the week is unfortunate listening for Fulham fans. Um, another penalty given today for them. Uh, they were training Everton 3-1 at the time. You're wondering what's going to happen. They've had Mitrovic on pens. He's missed a boatload. Um, Lookman took a, one of the worst Penegas ever uh, last weekend. So up steps Ivan Cavallero. Is he going to bury it? No, he misses again. Um, it looks like he, as he's taking it, he's slipping. He slips, the turf gives way, kind of like a la David Beckham, and it just goes way over the bar. And uh, yeah, really unfortunate. Three penalty misses, different takers. Um, so I wonder who's going to step up next. Um, oh, man. They're cursed, aren't they? I think, I think I know when the curse began. It began in their last season in the Premier League when... Abubakar Kamara, is, mm. that, is that his name? He was like yeah. wrestling the ball off people and trying oh, to like yeah. take it off oh, the yeah. official penalty taker. I think from then they were cursed with penalties. 4.5 legend. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, poor Fulham. How was the game apart from that? Um, I think I, I, I only saw the, the goals in that highlight, so I can't really comment um, on like who deserved to win, but it, it really unfortunate for for Fulham uh I think Loftus-Cheek played pretty well and I I was like oh I'll maybe look up Loftus-Cheek on FPL maybe he's like 4.5 or 5 million and he's 5.9 million so I was like oh that's a no-go that's a joke yeah (laughs) yeah uh how about you Andy what's your football moment of the week so my my football moment of the week is um the uh the closure of uh, a deal um Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhaney of Hollywood movie fame um, have uh, decided to invest in Wrexham FC in the Vanarama League, um, which completely took uh, me by surprise. I didn't see that coming, so um, I had to look at it. I don't know any much, didn't know much about Wrexham, but for those those who are in a similar position to me, their most recent and I'm going to use inverted commas success was uh, narrowly missing out on promotion in 2011-12 uh, into the actual football league. So they're not a, a successful team that anyone's heard of before. Um, apparently, uh, Reynolds and McElhaney did a lot of research and uh, landed on Wrexham as the club that they want to do a documentary about for Netflix. Um, I'm not sure what kind of, what the tone of the documentary is going to be, but that's, that's what they're going to do. And they see it as an investment opportunity, presumably, to get them promoted and make a success story out of it. So... Yeah, really random. Wrexham FC. Um, I've read an article by by a supporter who uh, who said they should, they should watch out because there's a particularly nasty derby apparently with Chester that, uh, <laughs> that really means something. The supporter likened it to uh, two very angry men fighting over a, two very angry bald men fighting over a comb. Um, so <laughs> well, I can my my parents. So for my parents, Wrexham's the local club. Um, where they live right now, and I have been on a night out in Wrexham, and it is a scary place when a <laughs> bunch of drunk Welshmen. I wouldn't want to see them in a derby match, but that way, I can imagine it be, could be fierce, or thousands of them. So are they? So 
Are they taking over the club and doing a documentary about it? Or are they just doing a documentary? They both. They bought the club, um, which previously was owned by a supporters' trust. Uh, they the supporters' trust bailed it out from um, from insolvency a few years back, and like righted the ship. So they now are not in the red. And yeah, they decided they were going to buy it and turn it into a and make make the whole thing like a documentary about them buying the buying the club. I can see this going so well. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Till I Die times two with Ryan Reynolds as the star. <laughs> I really hope he brings his like, comedy persona to the documentary. <laughs> Plays it in character. Yeah, yeah that would exactly. be amazing. <laughs> Dressed as nice Deadpool. <laughs> um, Matt, how can you follow that football moment of the week? I'll be honest, I, I thought that's probably more interesting than um, yeah, much of the Premier League this week. Uh, but but um, uh, I, the first game of the weekend was uh, Chelsea-Newcastle. And I, I, mean, I, I was following it simply because I very nearly captained Werner in my team. Um, I only knew the final score until I watched Match of the Day. And so I thought, oh, well, it sounds like Chelsea sort of maybe just ground out a victory. It was all OK. But just, yeah, watching it back, it, they absolutely pummeled Newcastle. And... Uh, Vernon in particular missed he missed a load of glaring chances, but at the same time he like he just seared and dribbled past like so many players. Um so yeah, not so promising for Newcastle, but pretty promising for Chelsea at the moment. They've got quite a lot of squad depth and uh, uh yeah, a lot of a lot of firepower up front. So uh I reckon they could be they could do a title push this year, uh, especially given how Liverpool Man City are not quite as strong so far. I saw a bit of this game and it just kind of blew my mind that I think they were probably 2-0 down or they might have been 1-0 down at the time. It was like 73 minutes and Steve Bruce took off Alan St. Maximan. Like, (laughs) what? Callum Wilson wasn't fit, wasn't playing and he takes off their only hope when they're like 2-0, 1-0 down at the end of the game. It was crazy. Yeah. Did he take him off for a centre back or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's where they get their goals last season, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I just well, as, a, as, a, as a former owner of St Maximan, I can say that he has a very, very low likelihood of playing ninety minutes in any given game. I don't think maybe he like doesn't have the stamina to play ninety minutes or something. I think even him at fifty percent, I would take over Joe Linton. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chelsea do look good and defensively they look great. Another kind of clean sheet for them and quite a few clean sheets this week. A bit of a change maybe and we'll, we'll come on to that later when we talk about topics. Um, when we talk about topics, when we talk about our FPL topics for this week. Um, my football moment, um, it was going to be Arsenal's mm, battling slash slightly fortunate um clean sheet against the lead site when they went down to 10 men. But actually, I think because we're, we often have a big Man United bias on this pod, I'm going to try and level the playing field a little bit. I think I think Ben reminded me of this. Last pod, I said, you know what's going to happen to Ben and Matt? Salah gets a positive COVID test. They're forced into bringing Fernandez. They're going to captain him at home to West Brom. He's going to score a penalty and get bonus and all that. And it's so annoying because it's not, <laughs> it's just one of those things that happens in a season where, and I think I've said this last week already, where people are kind of, you know, a huge amount of the community are just pushed into this move. And then that move ends up working out. And if you're not forced into that move by 
not having someone missing the game in your team, then it's not really a move you want to take for a hit. Or, yeah, it's so annoying. I think I vented to the wrong people on WhatsApp. I vented to these three guys, these three Man U fans, and I said that <laughs> Alex Ferguson made a pact with Satan when he first took on the Man United job and things weren't going that well, that um, he would get given dodgy penalties at home at Old Trafford uh, in exchange for his soul. And I've realised now that's why they're called the Red Devils, because <laughs> in terms of ownership, really, it's Satan. And Ed Woodward is a kind of Sith Lord, but I think the Glazers uh, are very close to Satan as well. So, yeah, it all makes sense. Uh, sure, surely, yeah. surely, Duncan, Ed Woodward is proof that Man United haven't signed a pact with the devil. I can imagine the devil's henchmen are a bit useless, though. Like, they're not going to be like, like, if you get really high up, they're going to be they're incompetent. Nice yeah, yeah the, the ones lower down are fairly incompetent, I think. Because um, he's like the, uh, the, the devil's supervisor. <laughs> he's like, he's like little Nicky. He's like the, yeah, the wayward child. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's a football moment for me, but um, it's, it's nice to predict things in FPL, isn't it? Wow. Thank just you for sharing that, Duncan. You've made the win all the more enjoyable and all yeah, just hear, hearing the rage at the other yeah. end of the phone. Did you all captain him? Just so we're clear. Yeah. yeah. You, all did. you all did. What's yes. annoying for me is yes. I already I had already done my transfers and met and like set Fernandez as captain before Salah got COVID tested. So that would have been a differential for me if COVID hadn't COVID hadn't hit Salah. Yeah. So that was annoying for me too. You didn't take a hit though, right? Uh, well, I, I still got Salah in my team because I didn't want to take a hit. I couldn't see a place to go that was worth minus four points. So I just decided to carry him for a week. Well, that's probably a perfect segue into talking about our game week. So, Andy, do you want to take us a bit further into yours? I'd be delighted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lay the table with your team. Yeah, so it's it's been a pretty good week for me. Um, so I've only had... Grealish blank of all of the players that I've played so far. Um, I uh, I benched Lamptey and he obviously got minus one, so that's a good start. Um, I mentioned earlier that I had, uh, I'm carrying Salah, so I was kind of expecting it to be a bit of a fallow week. But I think Captain Fernandez, having got um, uh, a clean sweep of clean sheets so far from my defenders and Cresswell, Kufal and Dallas, um, Calvert Lewin got 13 points. Brought in Juan Mata because some Maximan was doing nothing and they're the same price. Um, Mata got an assist and to Maximan did nothing. So it's the only thing that really didn't work out for me is that um, the Grealish blanks. I sort of decided to get on that train because I felt like I was losing points every week to other people by not having him. Even though Zaha was doing okay for me, um, I just you know saw the runner fix just coming up and thought I had him and he didn't do anything. But other than that, it's gone pretty well. So I'm sitting on 73 points right now. Um, I've still got my goalkeeper to play. I've got McCarthy in goal. Um, and in for Salah will come, hopefully, uh, Tariq Mitchell, if he plays. If he doesn't, then I've got the minus one for Lamptey, which is a shame, but it's still a good week. Yeah, so possibly finishing on, what, like 72, something like that. If you do, you get the minus one. Um, but I'll also get something, hopefully at least two points from McCarthy. He won't, won't be subbed at 60 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, and Wolves struggling to score this season, so we'll, we'll see on that. Yeah, it's looking good for you. I, I'm guessing that Ben and Matt have some questions about matter. That's that's a curveball. I mean, that was bold. Uh, it, I wouldn't say it's the. It, it strikes me as that that's got to be heart over head, right? But I mean, it came off, so well done. 
Well, where I actually looked around for that, there isn't really much in that price range that looked good. It's a short-term move, not a long-term move, because I know that Greenwood's going to come back and take the right the right wing spot eventually. But right now, with Greenwood, whatever's wrong with him is not like that. That's made matter the the first choice for now, right wing for Man United, and he's at five point nine million. Like that seems like a good. That actually does seem like a good deal to me. I what think, about um? What about Yotta? He's he's similar. He's six point five or something like that. I couldn't afford him. He was. So I had nothing in the bank. Like I've got zero in the bank, so I was switching with uh, with no no slack at all. Yeah, it's five point nine is the price I had. So all of the six million players are not available to me. He was the best one that was available. It's worked, it's worked out. It has indeed, but for how long? Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm saving a couple of transfers so that I can get rid of him uh, in a couple of weeks when when Greenwood comes back. Um, and um, save some money elsewhere for a double swap and get someone more expensive. Fair enough. Do you have any questions you want to throw out to the podders? Any kind of conundrums you have about your team at the moment? Yeah, the, the big conundrum I have is that I had Timo Werner at the start of the season and I got rid of him when I saw Abraham was playing up front sometimes and I thought, well, Werner on the left wing doesn't look as effective. You've got a striker playing in midfield. That's not a good use of resource. So I got rid of Werner um when abraham came back into the side um and got and used the money to buy fernandez now um that's left me with a sort of a, a, a team that's followed a very specific strategy where i spent nothing on the defense loads in midfield and i've got harry kane and, and calvert lewin up front and everything else is just filler you know um but i'm feeling like not having any of that chelsea team is a problem for me um while at the same time not really wanting to lose anybody from my big hitters. So my uh, my question for you guys is my big hitters are um, Son, Grealish, Fernandez, um, Salah, and Kane. I guess Grealish isn't really a big hitter. So yeah, Son, Salah, Fernandez, and Kane. Um, should I sacrifice one of those for a Chelsea player? And if so, who? I think just fixture-wise, I would sacrifice Kane, um, for Werner, and that gives you a bit of cash maybe to upgrade Matter or Mitchell on your bench, who I, I don't really think is going to get many minutes. Or, well, it's probably not enough cash to upgrade Brewster, but yeah, you could upgrade Mitchell and Matter. What do you reckon, Ben? Yeah, I, I agree. Like, Kane to Werner will give you money. Um, I still think. City coverage is more important than Chelsea coverage, but I think that's one of our topics for later, which you may also want to think about. If you look at Chelsea on the season ticker, kind of fixture-wise, over uh, from now until kind of game week eighteen, something something like that, they're, they're down the bottom, fairly low down. So their fixtures aren't great, despite the fact that they are looking good going forward and good at the back. So maybe you can ride it out yeah. if you if you want to. Son to Ziyech would be the alternative as well, I guess. But it, I'm not sure I'd strongly recommend that. I think um, uh, Son's still on great form. Kane's on great form. Uh, but, yeah, their fixtures are definitely difficult. Um, so maybe maybe one to consider. Okay. So it seems like, we... you guys... it seems like you're both saying Spurs players are the ones maybe to consider. Yeah, just for the fixtures, I think. Because, you know, Salah's got nice fixtures. Fernandez has got fairly decent fixtures. Um, yeah, Calvert-Lewin's just keeps banging him in. So, 
You don't need both Spurs players for those nasty fixtures, I don't think, if you need money. Um, should we have a look at Ben's game week? How was yours, Ben? It was not too bad. I currently have... Oh, I finished on 62 points with a hit. Uh, I, don't, I don't have anyone playing um, tomorrow. Uh, defense kind of let me down this week. Martinez, Lamptey, Diaz all did nothing. Diaz had a great chance to score as well, and he, he headed it straight at the keeper. Um, I got still got Ben Chilwell, had him for a couple of weeks. He, he's productive. Um, Captain Bruno, as we've discussed. And I think we discussed enough how jammy it was because he gave away a penalty that got overturned by VAR. He missed his first penalty that rightly did get retaken because the keeper was way off his line and then he scored. So it was a roller coaster of emotions. I think he could have actually got more points. Um, he had a couple of assists that Rashford and Martial completely missed, like open, like really clear-cut chances. Um, I kept Son, so he returned. And then Kane, Bamford, Calvert-Lewin up front, so not too bad. Bamford, I, I watched the second half of that Arsenal game, Duncan. He had a lot of chances. He hit the post twice, so I still feel okay. Cap, uh, keeping him, but a little bit, a little bit annoyed he didn't get something against Arsenal, um, who I would like to remind you uh, are below Man United, having played one game more. Amazingly, I think <laughs> on on the Bamford thing, they're playing Everton next, Everton away, and Everton are, were before this game week um, down the bottom of the league with you know the Fulham's and the Sheffield United's for amount of chances conceded or xG expected goals conceded and yeah it looks pretty good doesn't it they're conceding two against fulham so yeah, yeah bamford should be happy scoring one yeah um i guess my question to the potters are a lot of people are saying grealish without ross barkley ross barkley got injured straight away i think he got hamstring um makes Grealish a lot more unproductive do you guys believe that or not how the hell do, are we supposed to know that? We don't have a sample size for that. <laughs> I'd say I, I would probably quote back to you your own quote of um, if you sell Grealish by January, then shoot you uh, because that's how much you backed him. And Andy does live in America as well. He can buy a gun and he can find you. Yeah, LA's yeah. quite far from, from here. <laughs> <laughs> But, he, I mean, he said it, so it's got to be done if he does sell him. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not sure I buy into that theory. I think, uh, don't get me wrong, Barkley definitely does like provide uh, another attacking threat, which would provide extra space. But I think if you look at what happened in the last game, it's not like Villa were blunted, particularly. I mean, Grealish got fouled a lot. He actually got Lampy sent off. Um, I... I'm not sure I buy into that at all. I think Grealish is a good enough player that, you know, just some people standing around to distract the defenders is good enough to create space for him. I think Hurahan, who I, I expected to be his kind of replacement, looked fairly decent in the first couple of games of the season. He got a goal and assist in game week two, um, but then was replaced with Barkley came in. I think he's, you know, fairly decent replacement, even if they move John McGinn further up as well. I know Bertrand Traore came on and replaced Barkley when he was injured. But Joe McGinn could get a lot closer to goal. He He's linked up well with Grealish against Arsenal. So, yeah, I'd just, I'd keep him for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely am. 
because I made that quote earlier on the pod, but just curious what people think. (laughs) (laughs) You were never going to do it. That's good. Um, (laughs) Matt, how was your game week? Um, So, yeah, I mean, no one wants to hear anyone gloating away, but I'll okay, should we move on? I'll do my... <laughs> we can talk about my game week. There's no gloating there. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy hearing your game week. Yeah, don't on, on the back of my game week. <laughs> um, so I've I've just overtaken you, Duncan. Um, which you'll be you'll be shocked to hear. Um, so uh, it's been a, yeah, it's been a really good game week. I think I've been quite jammy. To Frank, uh, so I've got Konza at the back, and he scored a goal and a loss, so that was really useful. Um, I've got Dinya, uh, who got two assists uh, today, which was which was great, and because he was on the chopping block, about to be sold, uh, so he may stay on the side just for a bit longer. Um, Fernandez, captain, twenty-two points. Uh, Werner got assist. Calvert Lewin's uh, got his brace. Kane got his assist. Son got his ten points. Um, and Suchek even chipped in with three points, which I'm I'm counting as a bit of a, a small victory for the budget player. Um, and then I've got McCarthy and Walker Peters still to play tomorrow. So um, at the moment I'm on 74 points, uh, and it could be a little higher. So um, I mean, yeah, it doesn't get much better than that, frankly. So um, I'm really pleased. I was considering doing a wild card uh, this game week, but it seems a bit it'd be a bit weird, I think, having just done the best I've done all season. Uh, in one game week to then just rip up the whole team so uh, probably not going to do that but as a result uh, I do have a question for you about which bits of my deadwood do I need to clear out first and who for so I've got Sace and Podence stinking up the place uh, what do people think? I think wildcard Matt it's time <laughs> uh, How much money do you have in the bank? I've got two million in the bank so, so you've got quite a lot to be... work with yeah uh well size is quite a lot of money to have in the bank to have not playing isn't it and you could you could upgrade him to chillwell i'm assuming that's yeah. possibly someone you're considering and then you'd have yeah then you'd have someone you could probably keep all season who's going to be reliable for attacking returns and clean sheets because it, I mean, if, if yeah yeah the two I'm considering, and it depends also how much. I've got two million in the bank, but I also could potentially do that, put that into other other uses, uh, especially if I want to get someone like Salah back or some of the Man City assets. So uh, I might not spend it all, but Sace could go to Chilwell uh, quite easily. Uh, Podence could go to someone like Zaha theoretically, um, but it's yeah, I don't know if, if if you have any suggestions of some bargain players out there that. Uh, doesn't necessarily use up too much of that two million kitty, so I can spend it on Man City assets. I would say Diego Yota for Podence. It makes sense because you don't really want to be playing Suchek as your fourth midfielder for the you know yeah. for the foreseeable. I think he's a perfect fifth midfielder who sits on your bench and comes in when someone's dropped unexpectedly. But I don't think you really want to rely on him as a first teamer. Even though he is a big threat, I, yeah, I prefer. Guys, you guys really think that Jota is going to stay in the side? Like I, I, I see him as somebody. He didn't even play every game for Wolves. Like I'd be really surprised if he continued to play when the, the normal front three are fit. I think I think as a fourth midfielder at that price, 
and with a decent backup on the bench in Suchek. I think even if he comes on and he gets 20 minutes, he's shown this season that he he gets returns in that in that kind of space of time. So, yeah, I I think he's a good differential. And Matt doesn't have any Liverpool uh, coverage in midfield. I don't think you do, or any in the team at all, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, none, none at all. It's uh yeah, it's it's quite a good good option actually. It's a good point. Um, I do I do agree with you, Andy, slightly. It's one of those. Am I getting diff- uh, coverage just for the sake of coverage, even if it's coverage that might not play all the time? But um, he's certainly on good form at the moment. What would you do, Ben? Yeah, the the only other move you could do is Reese James is a full one mil cheaper than Chilwell if you want to save money, and then he's he's away into the Chelsea backline. And then we talked last week about some City defenders, Cancelo, um, who is also cheaper than Chilwell, and. I know they were terrible this weekend, but I think they'll keep clean sheets. Um, the Jussler move is, he, he, he seems like a slightly better Phil Foden to me. He probably will get a little bit more minutes and he, I think it's more explosive than Foden. The only thing that stopped me considering it is that I can get really annoyed when my player doesn't like start and you just have to get, if you get Jussler, you've got to just get used to that, right? Like, he will randomly not play when they're playing like Fulham at home or something. And then you'll be annoyed. Maybe he's that kind of player that you need to wait until he gets those starts and then get him in rather than trying to predict that he's going to get a long run in the team. Yeah. But like if, if Firmino got injured or something, he'd be straight into my team or something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Definitely. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Reese James is an interesting one. I think he's a, He's a goal for me. Like, if I do decide to stick with all of my big hitters, then what I'm going to try and do is just downgrade Matter to like somebody super cheap and then upgrade Tariq Mitchell to Reese James. So, I know Mitchell to James move could be something you consider as well, Matt. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, He's just my fodder at the moment, Mitchell. I don't care if he doesn't play at the moment, but it matters why Sace is still on my team because that could be two players that don't play in defence. I feel like with the money, you've got to do something with two out of the three players on your bench, Matt, because Podence, Saïs and Mitchell aren't offering much at the moment. So maybe you need to spread it around a bit. Mm, mm. The problem is, a bit like we talked last last week, if you want to get Man City assets in, the only one yeah. that people want to consider really is Sterling and KDB. So uh, I might make my team more extreme with just big hitters and fodder, uh, but... That's the temptation, but I think you're right. Like it's it, maybe that's going too far. And I, I think to, uh, I think we're coming up to players. Christmas, like Christmas and the classic rotation over Christmas. I know it's not always true, but this season being how it is with muscle injuries, you've got to imagine the Christmas is going to be even more intense than ever. Yeah. So you may, may need that bench. Um, my game week, um, as I kind of previewed, uh, wasn't great at all. Again. Uh, I can't remember the last time I had a good game week. Even when I have a decent game week, everyone else is 20 points more than me. Um, so I'm on I'm on 46 at the moment. That's waiting for my bonus points to come in. So 46 on live FPL. Uh, my <laughs> my back line has Martinez one point, Cancelo one point, Lamptey minus one. And I've got Kilman to play. I'm not expecting very much from him, I have to be honest. Uh, my team was pretty much... Uh, my entire score rests on Calvert-Lewin captaincy and Son with his 10 points. 
both of which are the highest owned players in the entire game. So <laughs> I, I'm feeling my red arrow this week and I still have uh, a few players to play. So Mane's playing at the moment. Um, Kilman to play on Monday, I'm assuming. Imagine um, you didn't captain Calvert-Lewin, how fucked you would be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If I, well, we haven't. We're not sure what well, Manny's doing yet. But I think uh, it'd be it'd be Gary Le- Gary levels are fucked, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll we come on to Gary. Yeah, well, that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we can pile into Gary after this. Um, my my conundrum. <laughs> my question to the point is: What am I doing wrong? <laughs> help me, um, because <laughs> help me, because look at my my game week scores uh, over the last few weeks are. Okay, it's kind of leveled out 61, 60, 43, 49, uh, 43. I just, I'm never getting that far above the average. I'm always at the average or below by 10, 15 points. So, what am I doing? What do I need to do to my team? It's, it's weird because I feel like a couple of weeks ago, my team was the same as Duncan's. So I'm trying to figure out. You brought in ZH and Chilwell, and that's worked out pretty well. <laughs> I feel like ha- you've kept Hammers Rodriguez for a while. Maybe that was one of the turning points because he got injured, right? And then he's blank really for a recovered. couple weeks. Yeah. And then maybe you could use that with money. Mistake as well. Cancelo was Cancelo last week. Won. Cancelo was this week's transfers. <laughs> let, let, let's let's <laughs> leave think, him. I think that's it. I think that's a waste of money. I don't, I don't, I don't see him returning well. Like he, even if he continues to play after the last performance, I, I don't think he's worth the money. But let's, let's, let's give him, you know, twenty weeks and then decide. Like Rodriguez <laughs> has had what, what it feels like twenty weeks. Um, yeah. I feel like though, you've kept Hammers this long, and he plays a Leeds next. This is like, such a. This is the trap of FPL. You've kept Richarlison this long whilst he's not scored all winter. You might as well just hold on to him for his good fixtures coming up. But yeah, I agree. I, I think Rodriguez has been a big issue. Um, do you think my defence doesn't have enough in it at the moment? I mean, that's a stupid question. I've got Lamptey, Mitchell, Sice, Kilman, I, and Cancelo. If I would chip in with my thought, you've got 3.4 million in the bank. That has got to be why you are not quite getting the points because you're I've, you're a big yeah. hitter short with that. I've 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 had that fairly regularly this season. I've been very relaxed about having like three four million in my bank. Yeah, so it, that, that's just like a there is an average player. There might be like some like a Lamptey where they're they're FPL popular, um, and they they sort of do okay at times. But yeah, you could have a premium an extra premium player in your first eleven. With 3.5 million in the bank. So I need to take those hits, basically. Because yeah, I was going to say, maybe you needed to take more hits. All of my transfers for the last like six weeks have been fixing the problems in my defence. It was, it was, yeah, so many problems trying to field a, a back three. So yeah, I need to take those hits. Okay. Because yeah. I wouldn't say any so of your team looks, looks bad, but yeah, you, it just, all, yeah, all of it could be slightly upgraded with uh, 3 million pounds. Yeah, so which which big hitter does he need? I guess is the question. What's the? I guessing the I'm guessing something needs to happen in defence. You know, yeah. I, I reeled off what I've got in defence is pretty much nothing at the moment. So yeah, uh, Cancelo is not worth much, is he? So. But or well, the, the alternative is, I guess, is you you could fit in another big hitter up front, Navardi or Werner, if you wanted to be a bit different. 
I, I, if I brought in one of those, I'd get rid of Kane, and I would put the money into having a Fernandez, Mane, and De Bruyne. That's kind of what I'm thinking at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So we get rid of Rodriguez, fix my defense, bring in, <laughs> bring in a premium <laughs> midfielder, and maybe upgrade my attack. I think that was what I was kind of expecting. Should we move on to Gary and pull him apart? Um, who wants to go first? <laughs> who wants to preview? So how did Gary do this week, Matt? Oh, so how did Gary do this week? Um, so he's currently on 27 points. I oh, know 30 points, is it? Because when Calvert-Lewin's uh, bonus comes in. I think the, uh, the, yeah, he started off badly with the captain of Grealish. That, that really didn't work out. Um, we debated that on the pod last week, actually, about... Uh, the captaining uh, of players outside of the big six. And um, it came off for you, Duncan, but it did not come off for Gary whatsoever. And then his back four has got him. Uh, well, Dallas has just come in, but uh, Laporte, one point. Diaz, zero. Martinez, one. Uh, Rashford just got the three points. Uh, Bamford, two. Malpe, two. So, yeah, it's just not quite clicked. He's got all the players, but none of them that score in this week. He's got Son on the bench with 10 points, first on his bench. And I'm expecting Zaha, his last player to play, is going to get minutes, isn't he? Yeah, that, that's going to sting. What was he it? thinking, benching Son? Like, I really want to understand what the thought process I, was I think, that led to... I think like, that, that would be fair enough in some weeks, but when he's playing Neil Mope ahead of him, that seems That's the thing, too right? Far. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is my problem with teams that have almost too much depth is you make decisions like this. But ex- for example, if Mop- Mope was um, Brewster, you would never make, you would never do this, right? So I think this is the danger of like spreading your money too much. And he, I've also just seen he has Castagna too on his bench. So like he has like a ridiculous amount of money spread around. Um, I thought he was really unlucky when Laporte scored. Yeah, <laughs> they got disallowed. And Laporte and Diaz looked so threatening on set pieces, didn't they? He's yeah. got the double Man City defence, which is going to look good for the, the next three fixtures, four fixtures, Burnley, Fulham and West Brom at home. I mean, it doesn't get better than that for a defence. And then Rashford missed a couple of sitters as well. So it was really, a really unfortunate week for Gary. Um, which we love. Yeah, I mean, it didn't sound as we were, we weren't as harsh as we could have been there. Um, should we should we take a break? And when we come back, we've got some some talking points from this week. Yeah, it was there. He just didn't get the height. I think John Lundstrom's been told to strip off. To be honest. Phil Ford looks as if he's stripping off. Okay, our first topic is one of our favourite ones at the moment. It seems to be uh, a big topic at the moment, captaincy. It was a tricky week picking a captain this week. It worked out for Fernandez, Jammy, Bastards who captained him. And... uh, me as well with Calvert-Lewin, not so much with Grealish. Um, what are you thinking for captaincy in game week 10, Ben? And why, why do you think it's tricky this week? Why are we talking about it? I think it's a good topic because when I look at my bus team, I don't really have a captain for next week. Um, I'm, guessing, I like... I'm, I'm guessing most people are thinking, well, Burnley at home, it's Man City, right? 
Yeah, I don't have any <laughs> City big hitters in my team right now. Um, and I don't like captaining players that are not in the top six. So Calvin Luna against Leeds would be a good option. Bruno away at Southampton makes me a little, little bit nervous because I don't think the league table lies. I think Southampton are better than Man U right now. They're like uh, fifth. Although I'm interested to see them play tomorrow without Danny Ings, who I think is out for a while, if that changes how how threatening they are. So I'm probably going to transfer in a City big hitter and captain him. Uh, the thing is, I don't know who or for who. So it's going to... I think looking at the game... I think De Bruyne edges it for me. He looked a bit threatening. The question is, I don't know who to get rid of, Kane or Son. Um, For De Bruyne, I know which one you should get rid of for De Bruyne. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing Son would work out better. I I think you're wrong, Ben. I think you're wrong. I I don't think that's the game next week. (laughs) I think that um, City look pretty rubbish against a team that sits back and defends. They're they're like the most threatening way to goal today was through their centre back corners from their centre backs in a Pep Guardiola team. That tells you everything you need to know about what position they're in against Burnley. No way. I think I think the games you want to look at are Liverpool against Brighton, um, or as you said, Everton against Leeds. Those are the games I'd be captain. Mm, mm. No, that's who, a good shout. So you, Brian. you think Bamford captain surely for Leeds then? If you're saying Leeds or Everton, no, I'm thinking Cover Lewin, Cover Lewin against Leeds. Okay, yeah. Liverpool are looking quite good right now. We're potting during the game. They're winning against Leicester with their depleted team. Maybe I should... Oh, so annoying that I have to get Salah back in. <laughs> I literally just got rid of... Well, this is why. This is why I didn't make my transfer, right? It's like, it's Salah's a, for me, Salah's a shoe-in for captaincy next week. I think that that's... From, from the options that I have, that's by miles the best one I can see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't have I'm confused. I'm confused. I have no Liverpool either. And I wasn't about to plan to bring in Liverpool big hitter. Much like Ben, I was planning to try and get my cash deployed onto Man City assets for their, their run of games. But I, I wouldn't want to captain them this week. It's the, that's why I think it's difficult. Um, my bus you... team's currently on Calvert-Lewin, but I just I feel like that's, that's very risky. You, so it's... Um, you have to remember City have Fulham at home after this as well. So it, would, it wouldn't be a one-week one, one weak move kind of thing but the captaincy is a one meek yeah, yeah consideration yeah. isn't it but mm. I, th- I think you know talking about liverpool brighton brighton have had their first win since game week two it finally feels like a turnaround for them um playing against villa who were riding high after beating arsenal three now it seemed like shoots of recovery for brighton rather than them them being the whipping boys the stats for them all season they have conceded the lowest amount of chances going into this game week and this game week they came out with a win so you've got to expect that maybe it's reverting to the mean and they're actually getting the results that their defence deserves i tell you who the best captain is and it's not a player that any of us have it's probably Jamie Vardy Leicester versus Fulham yeah it definitely is isn't it it's a good shout isn't it yeah, yeah. Or, another, or, or it could be uh, could be Sun captaining Harvey Barnes again well, he's been dropped, hasn't he, Harvey Barnes? That's, I mean, Son didn't see that, can he, did she? You <laughs> <laughs> may be top of the league, but uh, um, I'm just saying this is a bitter man who's never going to catch her. Um, yeah, Vardy is a good shout. His next three fixtures, Fulham at home, Sheffield United away, Brighton at home, Everton at home. Everton also um, 
kind of bottom of the league for expected goals conceded over the last four. Um, so yeah, that's that's a really good shout. He is the best captaincy option, isn't he? But but no one has him. So well, it doesn't mean they can't bring Di- him in. Differential, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're saying you know get rid of one of Son or Kane. Kane can easily move to to Vardy, can he? Yeah, or Duncan with 3.4 million in the bank. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Literally any of my strikers could be Vardy. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll, yeah, maybe I'll just move it around a little bit and play Suchek instead. Um, okay, so Ben, what are you going to do with captaincy? I'm going to come to each of you. I, I think I'm still going to go De Bruyne. You're going to get rid of Son or Fernandez? I'm going to get rid of Son. Ooh, top scorer in the Premier League. Top scorer in the league. Top scorer in FPL. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? Uh, <laughs> well, he's playing. He's playing Chelsea, who have looked good defensively. Then he's playing Arsenal, who looked. In, they're good defensively too. They were all right against Leeds, weren't they? Um, and he's got Liverpool away coming up in Leicester, so and Wolves away, so it's not easy at all. So you've got to get rid of one of those Spurs players. So why not him if you need him? Andy, what are you going to do for captaincy? Um, I did play around with Calvert-Lewin for a while, but um, I think the <laughs> else is leading. So I'm thinking Salah. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Because a lot of people will have got rid of him and won't be bringing him back yet. That's quite a nice shout. He's quite low in ship considering how good he is. What about you, Matt? Well, I mean, you, you, you've both been telling me, well, been telling me that I have to sell my Wolves assets and just use my two million on, the, on that. So that would mean I'd have no premium player that I really want to captain this week so maybe Calvert-Lewin maybe just stick it with Fernandez and hope he gets another penalty I mean yeah that's my new tactic so that, why not make it your tactic <laughs> <laughs> um, for me I'm going to stick with my plan which is bring in uh, De Bruyne and captain him for the next two fixtures and I'm, I'm thinking at the moment I'll drop Rodriguez for De Bruyne, and that'll leave me, uh, if I bring him in and drop Saiz as well, that'll leave me with 4.6 million to spend on a, a defender instead of Saiz. So, I mean, it's not quite the plan where I upgrade my defence and bring in Ben Chilwell and and stop it from being Kilman, Cancelo, Mitchell, Lamptey, and a 4.6 no-hoper, but yeah, it's that, or or I leave Rodriguez in for my team forever, get rid of Son, and uh, he just stays there like Richarlison did the two seasons ago where he did nothing. Um, so those are your options. What about um, our ne- next topic, which is what to do <laughs> with Salah? Andy, I'm going to come to you first because you've got Salah. What would you do if you didn't have him? Well, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I don't... Because Salah isn't like definitely better than Mane. And a lot of people have just gone Salah to Mane to keep Liverpool coverage at, uh, at high value. So if, I, if I'd done that, probably nothing because they're much for much as those two. Um, I think that if I had downgraded or and that I had money in the bank or something, I'd be seriously considering bringing him back. Um, I get what you're saying about De Bruyne and the Man City fixtures, but I am just not... Um, I think regardless of fixtures... Any given any games, I would rather have a Liverpool asset than a Man City asset right now. Um, so I think um, I would be, if I had transferred him out, I probably would have made 
um, some kind of contingency plan to make sure I was still covered for Liverpool afterwards, either by having Mane or by having a free transfer to get him back in again. Yeah. Okay. From from that to Ben, you've got rid of Salah this game week. You've brought in Fernandez. Are you planning on bringing Salah back in? I'm, I mean, we're saying this. He's he's had a negative test. We're assuming he's going to be playing against Brighton away. Yeah, I think I will be planning to get him back in by the time of the Fulham game. Um, probably for Bruno or potentially for Kane. Basically do the Kane to fodder and then upgrade my fifth to Salah. Um, it definitely is scary not having him the next couple. Um, but, you know, like you, Duncan, I had I had planned a while ago that I was going to get Man City mid for these two fixtures. Burnley and Fulham are not good. You know, they're not good teams. There's There's a lot of teams this season are fairly decent and those two stand out for being terrible <laughs> they're pretty terrible um you never know too like doesn't it take a while to get over covid like can you really train was, for a week he was asymptomatic though yeah he wasn't actually unwell uh, okay well that that's not great but um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think you know this is one of those decisions that well, it's like a big, it's a big decision to make, right? Like it's going to yeah, shoot you off the ranks. The only thing that makes me nervous is that you, Duncan, are doing the same move and you are in a terrible run of form. So I'm <laughs> a little bit worried. I know, I'm a little yeah. worried doing the same move as you. Yeah. But I've got to stick with it, I think. So you, De Bruyne in for Son. De Bruyne in for Son. Look to get Salah back for against Fulham game week 11, 12. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then we'll see how that goes. Okay. What are you thinking about Salah, Matt? Um, yeah, so equally, same sort of mindset. Like, uh, I had planned to get Man City assets in. I hadn't decided yet between Sterling or, or De Bruyne. Um, but Salah just adds that sort of, uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, I think it's a pretty decent fixture against Brighton. They, they concede goals, so... Um, I'm definitely tempted given how Man City don't look to be tip-top just yet. So uh, one temptation is to, I know it's just using up all my free transfers, but could maybe just uh, sort of hop between the, these premium assets and maybe Salah one week and, and then wait wait another fixture to see which Man City assets the one to go for. Yeah, maybe leave it for Burnley and, and hope that Burnley are, are tougher than Fulham. Now, that's possibly sensible. And... Sterling's only just come back from injury, so you want to see if he kind of gets up to speed as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's, he, I think he'll, he's, he's, he's pretty fit. He'll play most of the Christmas period. So once he's then in, I might, might stick with him for a little while. But um, just want to see how Man City settled down for these this good run of fixtures. Because I don't think it's just those two games. I think they've got a good, long, quite long run of fixtures that look quite tempting. I've got a, well, I say I, I think we've got a really good topic now to talk about, which I'm really interested in based on the fact that I have money to spend in my terrible defence. Um, in the seven games played so far this game week, excluding the Liverpool game, seven games, six clean sheets. So is this a, a trend um, or is there kind of a change? You know, is there a reduction in goals? We had crazy goals at the start of the season. Now a, a team's getting a bit more sorted, a bit more coached. 
Um, and if that is the case, which players and which teams should be looking at for those clean sheets? Um, so, Andy, I'm going to come to you first. Andy just left, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not even a goodbye. That's, that's on me for not looking at my Skype screen. <laughs> he, he did wave goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to wait until he replies. I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm not. Matt, what do you reckon? Has Matt gone as well? <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my God. This is, I'm, I've been cursed. I'm going to come to Ben. Ben, uh, please save me. Yeah, so I'm still here. Um, I think defense-wise, obviously Chelsea, I think, no, no-brainer <laughs> uh, pick. I'm kind of surprised I've, I've been only one of few people on this pod who've had a chill well for a while and he's just been racking up clean sheets. I think uh, the West Ham defenders, um, Andy jumped on them pretty early. Um, it may be a bit late to bring them because I think their fixtures now are not as great, but um, I think West Ham are clearly a, a you know, solid defensive team. I'm just looking at their fixtures now. Villa, Man United, Leeds, Palace. They're still not that bad. It's not that great, though. Not that great. Man, Man United and Leeds, that's, that's not great for a defense. Yeah. Um, and that's then I think Man, Man City as well. They, I mean, they lost today, but I mean, this weekend, but they have, they have really good fixtures. Um, so, yeah. And how are Arsenal's fixtures? Uh, Arsenal's fixtures are pretty decent, defensively speaking. They're kind of fourth in the league of, from now until game week 18 for defensive rating on Fantasy Football Scout. So, yeah, my pick, my pick yeah. for them is Rob Holding, 4.4. 4.4, like yeah. like his first choice. I mean, as much as you can be a first choice in this Arsenal team, unless you're Aubameyang um, or Kieran Tierney. Yeah, I know it's risky. L- Louise didn't play this week, but if Arteta chooses in a game that he needs to switch the system, then Louise can come in and Holding can drop out. But... Yeah, I mean, defensive fixtures are good. And his, if, if you only have 4.4, then that's fair enough. But he's never going to get you more than six points, I don't think. Um, on average, he's, he's there as a very much an enabler. Yeah, why don't we ask Matt, who's come back? <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I reckon, well, people have been temp- t- telling me to get Chelsea assets in. And Chilwell just looks like a good player going forward as well as backwards. So uh, I think that they will get clean sheets, but they'll also get attacking returns. He looks good going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I don't think that works. No. Forwards and backwards. <laughs> he can run up and down. Yeah, you know, on the Chelsea on the two, Chelsea defence point. Two legs. <laughs> He's got two legs and a left foot. Um, so yeah, this is the thing. Like this is kind of the reason why I haven't joined you ben and i've kept that 3.4 in my <laughs> in my bank is that chelsea's fixtures defensively they are ranked as the worst from now until game week 18 they've got tottenham leeds everton arsenal man city leicester a lot of those are away um yeah based on the fixtures they're terrible not not horrific but they are the worst in the league for the next uh nine games so to invest that kind of money in a player like Chilwell, despite the fact that, you know, you probably want to keep him all season, just if I want to kind of climb the ranks, 
now is probably not the best time or it just feels a bit like I'm not really going to gain anything by getting him. Yeah. Know? Yeah, you, you've almost kind of missed the boat. I missed the boat. Why, yeah. why didn't you get him when he had Burnley, Sheffield United, Newcastle? Do you know what? Because there was constant fires elsewhere <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> just ma- major fires elsewhere. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. And I wanted to save yeah. that money in my bank, you know, for a rainy day. Just keep it there. <laughs> yeah. Build See if it gets interest part. or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that yeah. rainy day is calm, I think. <laughs> well, Getting yeah. overtaken by Matt is a rainy day. That's definitely a rainy day, yeah. Um, Andy's <laughs> going to catch me soon and then it'll be pouring. Um, uh, so my for my team, I think I agree, Ben, West Ham look like a solid team and no, their fixtures aren't brilliant and bright green all the way through. I think Kufal and Masuaku at 4.5 um even potentially Balbuena if you can't stretch to that 4.4 you know he has been a threat in the past from set pieces i think that's quite a nice one what what do you guys think about villa because they're they're ranked pretty high fixture wise for quite a long time now they've got like newcastle at home burnley at home west brom away nice fixtures defensively but i've already i've already got martinez i think you guys well i know Ben has Martinez. Would you double up with someone like Target or would you think that's too much based on how they played against uh, Brighton? I think it's a luxury transfer. Um, a luxury add- transfer? <laughs> yeah, like... Bringing in a 4.5 Villa defender. No, like, you know, transfers are valuable and, like, can you really be playing around with, like, 4.5 to another 4.5? Um, if, you, if you have the spare transfers, I think it's worth looking at. Looking at. Um, I actually like Matt's pick of Konza because it looks like a decent goal threat as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I have too many too many holes that I need to fill my transfers with to be playing around with double Villa. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's, it's def- it, it would be that double move where you can play them each week and it can, fuel, it can fund transfers up further up the pitch. I think that would be the, the reason for doing it. And I don't. I, I don't personally have a problem with having uh, double double picks and defence for any any side. I know that obviously they they both lose the. Uh, it's just double the jeopardy, isn't it? Really, and they could both get a clean sheet like the West Ham did for Andy, or they could uh, both lose out. But uh, you say good fixtures, quite a defensive team. It's not. It's not a bad idea. Um, it means you I can't feel, go Watkins Grealish, though. I guess I feel they're kind of a balanced team, rather than being fully attack or fully defence. They're just quite nicely balanced. That's probably why they're doing quite well this season. But they're not like a, you know, the Sheffield United of last season, where you can be like, they their thing is clean sheets. That's what they want. I think yeah. Villa are after more than that this season. Um, yeah, I think I think Carl Walker Peters. You've got him in your team, Matt. I think he's quite a nice one. His price has gone up to four point six now, but. I think, like uh, Andy said, they're fairly under the radar, Southampton, this season. They've kind of improved from the start. Yeah, I've certainly been pretty happy with him, actually. And he's that great sort of uh, price tag where you can just keep him, just keep him around and play him some weeks, not drop him for the big fixture, uh, difficult fixtures, if needs be, and not feel too worried about it. So mm. uh, that's, I think if you've got two, two or three players like that, that's quite a nice balance to things. Uh, I think your team's got quite a... <laughs> quite a nice balance of defence. I know it's quite budget, but it is, yeah, you've got those mid-price guys, maybe you just need a premium to go with it. I think for me, talking about Chelsea and that kind of thing, I think maybe I go for Reese James because Chelsea's defence looks good. It's better than, 
you know, splashing all my cash on uh, Chilwell with the bad fixtures. James, maybe if they have a, a nasty fixture, maybe I don't play him, I play someone else once I get the rest of my defence sorted out. But I, I imagine next season, Reese James is not going to be valued at 5 million in FBL. He's going to be, you know, 5.5, 6 million, probably six. Um, the same for Chilwell, if not more. So I feel like this is the last season where you can kind of, yeah, get him as a budget kind of defender. And it's probably quite a good pick. Yeah, I'm certainly tempted. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just that will he get dropped randomly uh, thing, which I think what spooked Ben in the end uh, when he had him. And if I add him to Cancelo <laughs> and <laughs> Mitchell and Saiz, well, yeah, I'm going to get rid of a few of those. Okay, fair enough. Um, our last topic, I don't know, we kind of covered this a little bit, see what you guys think. We don't have to go too hard on this one. Is what to do um, what to do with Spurs. We've talked about it a lot over the last two pods and in the same topic, Man City, because the, I think what the decision was at the end of the last pod that, okay, we're going to get rid of our Spurs players for Man City players, especially you know Son in midfield. He blanked in two and Man City were coming into some good fixtures. What are you what are you thinking, Matt? So I think I might have actually changed my mind over over this pod. because uh, I was about to say uh, when we came into this pod that I think you've just got to keep your your Tottenham assets at the moment because they're playing so well. Those two, the Son and Kane, are, are scoring every week, regardless of the opposition. Um but, but I just look around for a captain next week uh, and they're the obvious make weights because they've got difficult winner fixtures. Um, and I need a captaincy option that's like a good premium solid pick, and I don't really have one yet. So I think I'm going to be leaning towards selling one of them, so that you're not you're not so heavily weighted on, on on Tottenham's fixtures and them scoring every week. So it sounds sounds from what you're saying that you're thinking Son goes because I'm guessing the Man City players you want to bring in are in midfield. Yeah, I think so. I think well. It, yeah, uh, it's the Man City players or Salah. I think it's the one you want to captain next week. Uh, unless I did like a Kane to Vardy, uh, but that's I don't know. That, that's quite left field, I think. Um, and it's fairly short term as well. It, fixtures for Leicester are good for the next three, but not so great after that as well, right? Yeah, I, I just don't think I'm that maverick sort of manager. So uh, I'll probably go Tellard and uh, pick pick the Man City fixtures uh, and back that. That's my current current thinking, but. Coming into, as I say, coming into this pod, I, I honestly thought on the back of Man City doing so badly and, and um, Tottenham just continuing their really good run of form uh, to keep both of them until, until it stops. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Have you changed your mind? Or are you sticking with your Man City transfers in? No, I think I'll stick with them. Um, we are potting on Sunday, so I'm curious to see how bad or good Burnley look tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I'll, it'll be mainly doing it for captaincy. I think the the only thing that now is because we're potting during the Liverpool game. Liverpool looking quite good. They're two 0 up against Leicester at half time. Guess who scored? Yeah, yeah. Jota scored. Jota um, scored. Um, which is a little bit and that Brighton fixture. And Andy's think, not here. That's why Andy dropped off, isn't it? Yeah, he knew. He was, yeah. he was embarrassed. <laughs> he was embarrassed. <laughs> um, I I do remember that Brighton fixture like. Liverpool always seem to do pretty well. Um, so, yeah, like I think Matt said, I think City City midfielder, probably the more sensible move because you have Fulham the following week. But, like, 
it's definitely going to be tough watching that Brighton Liverpool game without a Liverpool midfielder. It's tough watching this Leicester game, honestly, without a Liverpool midfielder. Yeah, they they they're impressively good with all these injuries. It's uh, I think I don't think to, the, I don't think their attack is too bad. It's it's more about once once Leicester start to attack or yeah. if they can get it together. Um, yeah, for me, I think. I think I've got to take some tough decisions, so I think it's probably going to be rather than getting rid of Rodriguez, I have to be sensible and get rid of Son, and then I'll have a bit more money to spend in defence rather than the four point six double Aston Villa defence, as you guys have pointed out. I need to stop messing around with that. Okay, so that kind of covers the topics. Um, so do you want to jump in and, and have a look at the listeners' league, Ben? Yeah, happy to. So. Top five, uh, top the f- number one, number two, no change. Uh, Morton Yongbo and Nick Jones both having solid weeks, uh, 67 points. Um, Darren Axton has dropped, he's having a bit of a tough week. He and he has 33 points. Uh, and he's, with the he's playing Townsend in his team as well from Crystal Palace. That's a tough week as well. <laughs> uh, the unfortunate Grealish captain, which we know, uh, fellow Potter Gary fell into as well. Um, Adam O'Connor fourth, and then Sun has dropped from a third to fifth. So currently on only 45 points. But still of, ahead of her husband, Gary. Uh, and all of us. So I like the way we're catching up with the uh, Gary Diggs now in his absence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've, gone too, we've gone too light on that man. Yes, um, Sun, a couple of questionable moves. Uh, has Maguire and Cons on the bench who, who got um, decent hauls this week. And, oh, go ahead, Duncan. I'm just going to say, is, is Barnes starting for Leicester at the moment? Because Cons uh, might come out off her bench if, if Barnes doesn't get any minutes. No, he's starting. I have it on in the background. I've seen him running around a little bit, uh, but doesn't look too threatening. Um, top scorer this week is Mark Bleakley with 76 points. I think that's slightly more than Matt. Um, has, we haven't talked about this, but the Chilwell Reese James double up. We haven't talked about it because I've never seen that before. <laughs> that's genius. Uh, it's, it might be genius. Definitely the last three game weeks has been genius. Yeah. Um, he Ooh. also has Masuaku with eight points. Uh, and then obviously the Bruno captain, Son, Calvert-Lewin, Kane. Um, so yeah, looking good for him. And yeah. I think that's it. Okay, nice one. Um, I should say, if you want to take us on uh, in our mini league and join the other listeners and take them on as well, then the code is in the show notes. Um, so have a look up there and and join the league. We really appreciate um, you beating us, as a lot of people are. Um, if you don't follow us on Twitter as well, we're at FPLFFFanatics. And if you like the show, um, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Give us five stars. We'd really appreciate it. And it would help other people find the show and maybe like it as well. So that'd be really great. Um, okay. Thank you for your insight, Ben. Welcome. I might do a renegade move and just do Santa Jota and Captain in. <laughs> <laughs> just to stick it to Andy who was yeah. so keen on Liverpool but not so much on Jota um, what about you Matt thank you for your insight 
Thank you. I feel like um, I just want to laugh one last time about Grealish captain for Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to laugh, laugh about Fernandes captaincy as well. I didn't say enough that that, that game I had is, is, is Villa Brighton. Uh, most people have Lamptey. I don't. So that was a sweet. I had Konza who randomly got a goal and then Grealish did nothing. So it couldn't <laughs> have gone better for me uh, with, with regards to my rivals. <laughs> I'm so glad for you. Um, and yeah, and we will speak to you next weekend.